Bill Parcells taught me many, many years ago about the key elements as you're diagramming the paths to victory and you get into these games of either playoff games or against, you know, top teams. Maybe they're they're battling in December and it's not even a playoff game. But there are three things that you always have to look for. And these are your core things. And this is where it starts. And of course, there were many things Bill taught me, but these are these are kind of important. Number one, obviously, who's going to win the trenches? We both know the Giants have the edge in the trenches, and especially with the injuries that Minnesota's got on the O-line and the Giants being healthy now up front. And even if you flip it onto the other side, the Vikings probably have a little bit of an edge, little bit. Daniel Hunter did a really good job against Evan Neal in the last game. Of course, Evan was also fighting a sprained knee at the time, and I wonder how much better he might be now at this point. Struggled a little bit last week against Philly as well. But I do think that the rest of the defensive line against the Giants' offensive line, not much of an advantage for Minnesota. But when you flip it, the Giants have a huge advantage over the Vikings. So I'll say trenches, checkmark goes to the Giants. Number two, propensity for turnovers. Kirk Cousins, 14 interceptions thrown this year. Tied for third in the National Football League. Daniel Jones taking care of the ball all year. Lowest in per- lowest interception percentage in the NFL. Right. Who gets the check? Giants get Bingo. the check. That's two out of two. Let's go to number three. They say defenses win championships. Overall defensively. Not just talking about the trenches, but the overall defense. Who has the better overall defense? Well, let's see. The Vikings' defense is ranked number 31 in the league. So for them to get that check mark, the Giants would have to be 32. And guess what? They're not 32. So the Giants get that check mark too. Three important check marks that are the core of winning this type of football game all go to the Giants' side of the ledger. So you tell me who's going to win this game, Sean. Exactly. And now, Paul, and this will pivot us towards the giant injury situation. There might be new listeners listening to this podcast who are trying to maybe get a little edge, get a feel for what we're talking about in Giants world that haven't followed this team as closely as we have and our diehard listeners and our fans have. I don't think that this point can be made enough, okay? It is simply lazy to look at the Giant Viking game and say, well, you know, Giants made these mistakes. Joseph kicks the field goal. How could Giant fans be so confident? They still did lose the game. Who's to say they're not going to have the turnovers? The, the Giants are such a different football team, and we saw it earlier in the year, on the defensive end when Xavier McKinney and Dory Jackson are both on the field, okay? They right. just are, okay? We saw them give the Ravens fits, uh, the Packers fits. Losing those two guys around similar timelines after the bye was a killer. We got McKinney back versus the Colts. He shook off some rust. I know McKinney really let it slip that Adoree's playing, and Brian Dable's really trying to reserve back and play coy, and I understand it's all gamesmanship. I fully expect both of those guys to be out there, Paul. And, so do I. And while we've seen enormous strides, Cordell Flott last game, and I heard Wink Martindale on the uh, the special on, on Wednesday night speak highly of Cordell Flott. Uh, we know, obviously, McLeod and Fabian Moreau. These guys have done admirable jobs. Julian Love's done a terrific job. It's just a game changer of a defense to have those two guys. The, the, the Giants' two most elite players they have in the secondary did not play versus this Viking team and Justin Jefferson and Hawkinson. To have those guys back in this game, 
I'm sorry. And not that it, it means that Justin Jefferson's not going to have his moments or Hawkins not going to have his moments, but ultimately it is a completely different football game with those guys. Sean, it's very hard for me to imagine when you add those two very highly skilled guys into the secondary that Hawkinson and Jefferson will both have 100-plus yards receiving in this game. It's hard for me to believe that. And, and they did that last time. Hard for me to believe. I mean, Hawkinson, uh, you know, career-high, 13 receptions in that game. I just don't see that happening this time around. Now, I will also add, even though they played only a little bit in that first half, Leonard Williams and Aziz Ojolari. Yeah, came out early in that game, and in my opinion, very, very big factor in the second half of that game, why the Giants were not able to actually put that game away, because those two guys were unavailable. Uh, you had the burner with Leonard, and yeah. you had Aziz with the uh, the ankle again. So I'm telling you right now, those two guys, yeah, they're listed as limited, but as we discussed, they're ready to go. And they didn't play last week. In effect, they got the bye week, well, the second bye week, which is why they never should have played. Yeah, Great move by Dable, keeping those guys out. So yeah. in reality, in reality, you got two new guys in the secondary for, for the Vikings to deal with, and now you may have four full quarters of Aziz Ojolari and Leonard Williams to deal with. Good luck with that. So I've gone back now and, ha- of course, because I'm hyping myself up all week, whether it's rewatching certain games, certain highlight clips of the year. I've done a lot of this over the last couple of days, Paul. And I'm curious to get your sense. And, again, we're taping this on Thursday. She still have a couple more days to be around the team with this. But you're right. They basically shut down everybody. And one guy noticeably to me, whether it's week one versus the Titans or then off of the bye versus the Texans, when I'm considering where you would be your freshest, Saquon Barkley was incredible in both of those games. And Saquon Barkley did not play last week. So I think that's an enormous key for this giant team to have fresh legs of Saquon Barkley. Tell me, Paul, not just off of him, because obviously I think he's going to be really important in this game, but the team as a whole, do you get the sense after seeing this team on Wednesday that that essential week off of you know on-field hits is going to pay big dividends for this team? Absolutely, 100%, Sean. You know, they, they first practiced this week yesterday. and you could sense a not only a physical relief on a lot of guys who said they really could have used it. I told you this before last week's game. You had a bunch of guys who were really sore and aching, and their gas tank was running very, very low. Right. Not only not only physically did guys express how much they appreciated that time, but psychologically and mentally to give them that chance to reboot, so to speak as all these starters who knew they weren't going to play against Philly, they became even more laser-focused as they rebooted on the Vikings, a team that they had just seen only now three weeks earlier. I I can't even begin to tell you how much of a benefit this could pay or dividends this could pay for the Giants on Sunday. I fully expect them to play their A game. And if they do... That means all those sloppy mistakes that we talked about as to why they lost that previous game in Minnesota will go away. And I think we'll we'll definitely pay the difference or make the difference in this one. 